Welcome to the Man of Honor podcast. My name is Corey, your host, and this is the first podcast in. I've got no idea when the last time I made one, but I'm really excited to be back. And the reason why I left is because there were so many things going on in my life. Um, I've been trying to be an entrepreneur online and doing sort of different businesses. And I remember when I was doing this podcast, I had like spinning, I was, felt like spinning plates, pretty much had eight things I was doing and there was uh, this idea and that idea and trying to do a Facebook group and then trying, I had so many things I was doing and I felt overwhelmed and I tried to try and focus on one thing. And even though I focused on that one thing, I still kind of failed. And when I say failed, I mean, um, it didn't, I didn't have the outcome that I wanted, but I, the lessons that, um, I needed. And one of the um, reasons why I've sort of framed it as failure is the fact that um, I just went into a process where I just sort of stopped trying things. Uh, I went more into a deeper search in myself, like, what do I really want? What do I really uh, want to do? And it led me on a path where I started trying to do some other things. And I think the last thing was i was working on aesthetics started working with women um helping them with their business to try and advertise and it it was just uh a little bit of a toxic situation these are women that help other women but they've got this mentality where they do not like men telling them what to do so it became very difficult i was not connecting with them and it just was a very torrid time so after trying to launch doing stuff and really helping a few uh, women get their businesses on track and uh, doing all that stuff. Uh, it seemed like things were looking good until Facebook put me into uh, Facebook jail, which is uh, a Facebook ads. If you ever run Facebook ads, it's got an algorithm that looks at your ads and then sometimes it just decides that it doesn't want you to run ads. Try to get my account back and it just sort of... Yeah, that sort of just knocked me for six. And I think that's where I would say um, the failure happened. But it was something that I needed to go. It felt like I went to the bottom of the barrel, like the lowest I could ever go. And I just really stopped to think and think, what do I really want to do it myself? And uh, there's one fundamental thing when it comes to business is that you, and it's something that I heard a lot so many times, I started seeing that maybe this was the key to the whole thing is that uh, if you are going to start an online business, especially now, it should be centered around a result that you've achieved and something that you can actually offer somebody. And in the fact that I was not um, an aspiring entrepreneur and I wasn't hitting the numbers that would uh constitute success um i found myself feeling like a little bit of an imposter so yeah i didn't feel like maybe that was the path that i was supposed to be taking um maybe the path that i was supposed to be taking was uh what i was good at which was uh being a pua and teaching people how to uh, build confidence and i knew that uh, maybe that's the direction i needed to take but i just didn't know i didn't want to be a dating coach and neither did i want to be um giving information that was, um, you know, just wishy-washy or just sort of researched information. And I wanted to really find an actual problem. And 
that I knew that was what I was supposed to be doing, but I sort of put it at the back of my mind. And then I just went through this sort of three, four months of just being lost and not knowing what to do, like sit in front of a laptop and just really not know what to do or uh, sit in front of my, my phone and want to do something, but just really no idea. Uh, in fact, I had many ideas, but I just didn't know where to execute, where to go. Um, part of it was me just moving away from Facebook, moving away from uh, Instagram and just really switching off from all of that. And uh, it has been actually great um, in terms of that. I don't go on TikTok. I don't consume anything on social media. Uh, I do when I go on my laptop. So I'm all, I still go active to read and do things. But it, because I'm so limited, it gave, gave me so much time and gave me so much time to think and really start focusing on what do I really want to do and what can I really contribute? And um, I, I was just not sure. I, I was just really stuck. And I know some people have this feeling and you, you feel it because you got your job. Um, if you're married, then, you know, you've got um, your spouse and children and you've got this sort of set routine and it becomes almost like a hamster wheel. You just going through life and then it's another day and then it's another week and then all of a sudden it's another month and we're like six months in almost seven months in into the year and I've achieved none of the goals that I had set in the beginning of the year and um, I know this is too raw and I thought as a welcome episode I'll just sort of catch you up on where I am within my life and uh, I don't know if that's any significant and it's important to you but I'm hoping that this message gets you at the point where I was and uh, what shifted and caused a revival in my life so one of the things that uh, I was thinking about was okay maybe I need to focus on me and then see what the issues are that stopped me from actually being successful and what are the things that are stopping me from moving forward and I started realizing that there were so many bad habits within my life and that were really stopping me from moving forward so one of the things was not cultivating a relationship with my wife which um is is very important I think in terms of anything that you're doing whether you've got a partner and whether you're married or you are looking or you know even if you're single the relationships that you have uh, if you treat them with care and they're nurturing and you nurture them and you you grow within those relationships, it actually helps you on your pursuit of goals because no one has ever conquered the world by themselves. They've always had people on the side and people that cheer for you and people that uh, will, when you are down will bring, bring you up. So those are really important parts of you know, really trying to understand that. And then also understanding my 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 health habits were having a negative effect on the way I think and the way I pursue certain goals and the way I've been trying to set up the business in that there was a, a negative impact. So uh, I put on loads of weight, uh, got a dead bod, beer belly, <laughs> and um, it's quite embarrassing, um, very embarrassing. But that itself uh, came with its own issues. So one of the issues that I'm unattractive to my wife, which means 
when I'm unattractive, you know, he, she, you know, she might not say it, but there's that feeling of, um, is that unattractive or can you try and lose weight or, you know, there's that, she's not lasting over me. So that's one more thing. Another thing is also the, um, you think about it i'm feeling so embarrassed talking about this but uh, it's something that i think somebody needs to hear that it's, it's it, and somebody needs to say so that uh, somebody can actually see that they're not by themselves and it's something that you can do to actually work on it so um the other thing was uh, my dad suffers from type 2 diabetes so that's something that I was now beginning to think of and like being cognizant of. And at the same time, while I was thinking about it and while I was worrying about my weight and uh, I was, I still found myself, you know, indulging in this horrible uh, diet. So like, you know, eating really bad, you know, would have uh, Greg's nearly four or five times a day, no, no, four times a week. And then I would have, you know, cakes and all sorts of uh, rubbish that would just shorten my life so you know i started thinking about making a change and like really just focusing on me first before i started thinking about conquering the world and uh, doing all sorts of things so i started focusing more on my work and what i do on my day-to-day and then started focusing on training so in terms of training i knew i didn't want to go to the gym because i would go usually my cycle has always been, I go to the gym for three months and then I'll lose a bunch of weight, maybe torn up a little bit and then I'll get bored. Then I repeat the cycle again. So I'll just go and start eating rubbish. And then uh, after a few months, I'm back to heavy weight. And then, so I, I needed to do something that I was different. And I found myself looking into MMA, maybe Muay Thai and started doing Muay Thai and absolutely love Muay Thai. It's not just the fact that you're learning a skill to defend yourself, but it's it challenges your brain. It challenges how you think and your perspective. And I find myself now really pursuing goals differently. So uh, I'm sort of five weeks in doing five Muay Thai and I'm beginning to see that my day-to-day is different. The way I actually communicate with people that are around me because I feel confident in my skin. I feel confident. Um, I think the fact that I feel confident that I can actually protect myself if I was under attack is is something that starts resonating, even the way I speak, my, my voice tone. And that's beginning to sort of affect the way I speak to people. And, and when I say speak to people, I don't speak to them intimidating. But what I mean is... Um, I feel just confident in myself and I feel happier within myself. So it started giving me that idea that maybe there's something to this in terms of men and the issue that I've been facing. Like I know for a fact that I'm not, I wasn't alone. And I know that for a fact because I only have to walk in the street and then I'll see all these guys with dead bods. And all these guys, they, uh, we, we all have this um, thought of, yeah, we're happy with how we look and you know but uh usually and this is what i'm beginning to see that that's usually a a a perfect symptom or a perfect sign to show that something that is wrong because we, we all know that um keeping that kind of weight and not looking after your body has got negative health effects. So whether it would be a heart attack. And I know a few people that have had heart attacks recently and 
Uh, people with diabetes, you know, you can get your leg amp amputated. So we know all these negative effects. And for somebody to turn around and say, you know what, I'm happy with this and I don't really care that the fact that you think that way means that there is something that is wrong in your thought process and the way you view yourself. And I think the biggest one was the fact that, um, you know, um, over a period of time, men, we are told to suppress our feelings and really uh, not talk about outwardly what's bothering us and affecting us. And again, when I'm saying uh, talk about your feelings and stuff, I'm talking about towards your male friends and uh, maybe a therapist or somebody like that. Um, the worst thing that you can do, having done this, is to go and start unloading onto your wife because she's already got um thousand things that she's thinking about and then the less the, the worst thing that you can do is go and start brain dumping on and to be fair some people would say some women say yeah you need to talk to me and i'll support you and, and some pe women could be absolutely supportive and but generally from um past experiences and seeing uh how women act around men uh there is uh a survival thing within them when you uh open up like that uh is a part of it where you are the provider you're the leader and then all of a sudden when you crumble uh, that wall where she can grow as a vine seems flimsy so it, it creates some sort of uneasy within her that okay is this the man that i can trust for him to protect my family so there there is that issue then that's one of the reasons why men don't speak and i realized for for the first time that i do have a lot of friends but um i actually realized that there were times i found myself being lonely because of you know just the fact that life just took over and things like that so and i'm covering a lot of sort of random things and hopefully i can all I bring it all back together into one neat uh, bow. But what I'm trying to say is that um, I started really focusing on really what do I want and what is the most important thing I can do for myself. And the first thing was to go and train and start eating right. And I started doing this. And this has been one of the uh, best things I've ever done in my life, um, doing Muay Thai. And not only was I training and feeling better by myself and in a better headspace, um, I started speaking to the guys that uh, I train with and I'm beginning to form relationships and friendships. Uh, in fact, this weekend is the first time I'm going to go to a Muay Thai event. I've been invited to go and come and watch and it's going to be incredible. And I'm trying to support somebody who's part of the club. And it, it's, it's building this sort of sense of community within or uh, be involved in but not just that it's the fact that um it's breaking up my normal hamster wheel type life I'm, i've got something else that is different and the amazing part about muay thai is that as soon as you go in there it's it's hard for you to leave and give up on it because every single time i go i'm learning something new every time and it keeps it so exciting because you're constantly learning and it's not just throwing kicks or punches there's actual technique towards it and all of that appeals to me personally but also is the fact that you are learning so you because you're learning and your brain is active you you don't actually realize that you're training so fatigue i would feel it 
uh, a few hours at the training, that's when I feel, oh, wow, my, my body is so, but I don't realize, I didn't realize it while I was at the training. So it's been one of those things that has been a massive revelation for me, but it's also something that I would encourage somebody to take on. Now, most people would say, oh, I'll just go to the gym. And, and I, I think the gym, there's a place for the gym, but um, there's something so amazing where you can join a group of people that are like-minded. It's easier to stick. And this is one of the things that has been the major thing that uh, I can find myself doing this for the rest of my life because there's a sense of community. There's a sense of, you developing your individual journey but there's also a sense of you um getting better within the club as well and within that community that you know, of people that are doing the same thing so and everybody's helping you to get better and you know there's you know you can see that there's a, a difference within skill level but everybody's willing you on to get better and that again is such an amazing feeling when you've got people that are complete strangers but they're working towards the technique making sure that you're you're good and again it's not even like when we go aspiring it's like one of the, <laughs> the exciting days where you know you get you could walk in and be beaten up by a uh, a 15 year old girl because they're that good in terms of skill but it's the fact that it's so cool that there's so much difference within the skill with within the weight um your weight and height and old all sorts and ages and so on so there's one of uh, my favorite guys to hold pads with he's um a gentleman i don't know i think he's probably either mid 50s or closer to 60 and he's is so so hell-bent on uh using the right technique and i love the fact that he corrects me every single time and it encourages me because he wants me to get good you can feel that he wants me to get good and that sort of encouragement and being able to you know build those kind of relationships is so important especially like is when you are now an adult and you've got children and uh, having those um, sort of people that are wheeling you on because at the end of the day uh, everybody's got issues going on at home and that sort of escape has been absolutely incredible not just the fact that I'm training but the fact that I'm making new friends the fact that I'm learning a new skill there's so many things that I'm getting as a benefit from it now I've, I've said all of this and it's sort of uh, been sort of up in the air and everywhere and sort of jumping between different things. Um, what made me get to this point is the fact that um, I started researching on something. And uh, one of the things that I had a conversation with, especially when we started the Men of Honor um, Facebook group and started doing some podcasting, we knew that there were some issues in terms of relationships within marriages or just relationships and the huge one was sex and managed to get a sex therapist to come and have a conversation with us and we sort of touched the surface and that was always at the back of my mind and i found myself uh reading a few books over the past few months i think over the year i've gone through at least six or seven different books uh some of them to do with porn, some of them to do with um, intimacy, some of them to do with sort of um, sex between the marriage and all those things. And 
I started realizing that uh, there's a common issue and I didn't have a name to it up until I came across a book called um, Dead Bedroom and How to Fix It. And that book is incredible. And I recommend that you read that book. And it's called, uh, let me just make sure that you have the author as well. But is it's called um, Dead Bedroom and How to Fix It. And it's written by, just one second, guys. Uh, it's written by... Um, it's DSO, but I think he's, I forgot his name. Um, it's a organization. And basically, he walks you through why you, uh, you've got a dead bedroom and so on. And it sort of brought uh, connections between all the other studies I was doing. So it sort of, it was kind of like that final missing piece for what I wanted to do. So like, as soon as I read that book, I instantly knew what I needed to do. And I'm so grateful for that because uh, there's been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like, thousands, possibly millions of men that are suffering within their relationships. And not just men, and I'm also discovering that women as well that are suffering within relationships where there is a mismatch in sexual desire. And this is huge. Uh, and there's a cause for it. And usually when children come and play, it becomes even more pronounced. So and there's a select few within the world that have sort of navigated around this. So this podcast from now on is going to be centered around that topic, which is um, dead bedrooms, how to fix it. And it's going to center around the uh, sort of peripheral topics around it that wound. Uh, strengthen your relationship with your partner. Not just that, but also work on yourself. Because I think the the one thing that I did realize out of everything in terms of getting becoming a better partner is becoming more selfish. This is the more selfish you become, the better partner you become. And what I mean by that is that you, if you start working on yourself in terms of going to the gym, you start working on yourself in terms of your diet, you start really focusing on really what you want to do as an, as an impact on the world and what you want to um, achieve, whether it's financial, whether it's spiritual, whether it's whatever you set, you start setting your mind to, um, those things, as you pursue them, it increases how desirable you are. Because we sort of uh, neglect, and this is a, what I did, neglected my desire and my needs in order to become and I thought that was what I needed to do to become a better husband which is completely false so uh, the one thing that I think connects everything that I've learned and sort of sums it up is that you have to start focusing on you and we'll talk about all those different topics that will help you start focusing on what are the areas of your life what are the things that you need to be focusing on to make you into a high value male a man of honor somebody who's not just attractive to your wife but also a leader within where you work a leader within your house also a leader within your community and those are very important keys especially uh in terms of translating into um really just being effective as a human being and not just that but it's also uh one of the things that you you desire which is more intimacy with your wife some of those things will come 
is a byproduct of you actually focusing on those things because um I missed the biggest thing that I used to teach my clients or as a uh, teaching coach was to um, sort of take away outcome dependency. And then I started realizing myself that I did outcome dependency. I was just doing so many things in my house and doing so much with that, uh, hoping that I might get late, which uh, was probably very detrimental to me getting laid anyways. So it's sort of those things that we're going to be talking about and really getting you focused on what it is to be a high value male. Uh, what it does it mean to be a man of honor in terms of you being uh, just a leader, somebody who's attractive, somebody who's uh, focused, you know, like I think of people like Elon Musk, like what is it that makes them so driven? What makes them so focused and, I've realized that there's certain habits that they do, certain things that keeps them. And one of the things is it's just being completely selfish and really thinking about um, how do I make myself better? How do I um, make myself a better person today? And they do this with marginal gains. They're not looking for this big, massive thing. They're just looking for that one little thing that will make them better that day and then the next and the next. And then over a year, you've got this massive, big um change which is impressive so thank you very much for listening massively long podcast episode and it's been amazing to come back so from here on uh, i think i'm going to be recording maybe another four or five and i'm just going to start laying the foundation i'm going to make them short try and make them as short as possible maximum 15 minutes but I'm going to be putting points, bullet points, and really just walking walking you guys through different aspects of, um, you know, really reviving your bedroom. And I think that's where we're going to be centered on. And this is where I think we're going to be centered around. Because I think when you fix a lot of the things uh, that's causing you not to be active in the bedroom, um, it's all about working on yourself. So if it means you are looking in better shape or looking very sexy, uh, we're going to talk about stuff like uh, male grooming, male, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit about fashion. I'm going to talk about a little bit about, you know, um, you know, diet, exercise. I'm going to talk about training. I'm going to talk about seduction. I'm going to talk about, you know, um, you know, power dynamics within the relationship you know so there's going to be quite a lot of topics we're going to be covering and i'm really excited about it and um in terms of going to look for guests i now have a, a handful that i really really want to come to our podcast and really um give us value and really share with us some good insights so again it's given me a real good focus before i was just up and up and everywhere so i'm really really excited about this and yeah see you guys very soon take care